Welcome to episode 81 of Inside Job with V and Pam. This week, we are starting an ongoing discussion about practical self-love. It's a topic we hear a lot about, but how do we do it? Pam Davis, our resident hope warrior, shares the beginning of her self-love journey. We talk about how she got from an intangible idea to practical actions. Pam shares the limiting beliefs that were stifling her when she started this quest and the small changes she dared to make that helped her begin to shift her patterns and change her life. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we have found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hey there, this is Virginia. Before we head into today's podcast, I'd like to let you know about a couple of offers from V. Labasi Transformational Coaching. The first is a three-card oracle reading. This is a half-hour session free of charge, that will help you begin a deeper conversation with yourself. The second is a half-hour coaching session, also at no cost, if you're curious about the process and would like to try it out. You can find links for both of these opportunities in the show notes. Get a spot for yourself and be sure to share this with someone you know who might also be interested. And as always, thanks so much for your support. Let's go listen to the podcast. Hi, Pam. Hi, Virginia. Happy to be here with you today. Yes, you too. Me too. (laughs) You too? Me too. Okay. We too. Absolutely. I am happy to be here with you today and I'm happy to be here with everyone today. Yes. I'm going to ask. Okay. How are you being? I, I have to say I'm being a bit um, jumbled. That's my word because um, things are f- going fine. Not Nothing's like too much, but I am. The jumbled part comes in with I'm taking some time off in a couple weeks. And so the countdown has begun. I'm running lists in my head. And there's that sort of like scatteredness. That's the jumbled part. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's fairly mild, and I'm, and I think it's just part of me getting ready to take some time away. So that's how I'm being today. <sighs> how are you being? Uh, I am also being a little jumbled. I think my word today is swirly. <laughs> And when I say swirly, 
I get an image of, I get an image of something else, but um, what I am, what I have been feeling this past week is just kind of this, again, nothing, nothing in upheaval, nothing in crisis, just feeling scattered and in a way kind of allowing it and just allowing thoughts to swirl in and swirl out and not trying to control it or grab onto it or tamp it down. And that's usually what I, that, that tightening reaction is usually what I get when I feel this general swirliness. I, I don't intend, I did not intend to act differently when I felt this. This is just what's happening this week. No explanation. It's just, it's just what is. And we'll see what comes out of it. I really don't know. Yeah, but good, you know, good observation, good check-in. And, you know, it almost sounds like you're dancing with it. So, uh, I am That's a trying, different thing. Yeah. It is totally a different thing. And I am trying to be a little more compassionate and loving toward myself, yeah. mm. just recognizing it, allowing it, making sure that what needs to get done is getting done. And, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. it, it feels good to give myself that permission. And we're the only ones that can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and speaking of giving ourselves permission, I would love to ask you a couple of questions about sure. compassion and permission and loving ourselves, if you don't mind. Oh, well, that's my favorite topic practically. So exactly. <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know that you call yourself uh, a love warrior, and I know that your journey encompassed having to learn self-love. I also know that a lot of people are making a lot of noise right now about self-love and self-compassion, and it can seem very ethereal and very inaccessible. Mm -hmm. It's something that I feel like a lot of people are throwing words around about, but nobody really says how. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that this is part of your practice. It's part of what you bring to the table as a coach and as a person. And I would love to hear some of the ways that you have made a concept as expansive as self-love more practical and tangible. Can you give me some thoughts on that? <laughs> please, please, oh. oh, please. Oh, yes. And honey, my gosh, I just love that. I've never thought of it that way, inaccessible. That's what it felt like. It felt like it was something locked away that I could never see or touch and that 
seem like other people already had it. Um, so that is kind of just a beautiful way to put that. I feel like I want to write about that. Um, so thank you for using that word. And um, I'm going to just make a little edit here. Um, I call myself a hope warrior. And and so, but I love the love warrior. I, I might be I might be using the self-love warrior. I, I actually really kind of that's feeling kind of nice. Um, and you know, I think, you know, in the last few episodes we've been, you know, we've really been talking about uh uh change and and taking steps and what it looks like. And I think with self-love, it it is it is so beautifully and challenging that it is so intangible when it you first start when I first started for sure it it really felt like I could never grab hold to it it was very much like like just just vague ideas like what would this be what does this look like I'm looking at you know you can go on um, you know, any search engine and put, um, put the word self-love in there and you're going to get a bunch of things, five ways to love yourself, 10, 10 self-love tips, that kind of thing. You're going to get a lot of that. And they're very, uh, you know, I think very well-meaning. Um, and I think I even wrote something about 13 things about self-love, um, years ago, but that an intangible part, that that inaccessible part, I think once you are starting to even have that conversation in your head, you have begun. And in my world, in my life, how I learned to love myself, how I learned to accept myself has been very practical. I am by nature a very practical person. Like I, I, I used to think like that was a bad thing. Now I think like, oh, that's one of my strengths because I can bring things down to earth. <laughs> I can look at it with real eyes and, and think like, well, you know, we have all these ideas, but how's this going to work, right? So with self-love, I think, I think it starts with a conversation in our head about I wish things could be different. I want things to be different. I see these people that seem to have a kind of peace and freedom with themselves that that I can't even imagine for myself. And that's really where I started. And I did not think it was possible. I, I So I kind of, although I had like fleeting thoughts of it, I would just kind of like, well, not for me. Okay, I can see how that might work for someone else, but not for me. So really, as I started to have those first thoughts, one of the questions that popped into my head is, what if it can be for me too? What if I could see myself the way other people see me? What if I could even love myself the way other people love me? Like that was a pretty far leap at that point. But that question popped into my head, what if, what if this is possible for me? And I think that's really when I started, when that question came up. Um, and so I went about this in a very practical way. I kind of became like a scientist or a detective, <laughs> maybe a combination of both. I was gathering data 
um, I wasn't exactly using these words, but that's how I approached it. I want to find out about this. I want to figure this out. I want to crack the code, so to speak, right? Um, yeah. So that's what I did. Started. That's how I started. Yes. So what I heard you say is you saw it as like a peace and a freedom within other people. And at first it didn't seem like that was something that you could ever attain. When you started to crack the code, when you started to experiment, where did you even begin? Mm. For me, when I looked at all of this, and, and I have to say, it was, it was happening organically, but also at the same time, I knew it was happening. Like I was, I was actively a part of it. And so it, it, where I began was the way I speak to myself. I knew that that was my biggest hurdle. And probably if that was better, everything would be better. I didn't have any data yet, but I knew that my own constant like barrage of put downs and insults and, and speaking so bad about myself to myself, but also to others. Um, I just had this instinct that that needed to change. And in some ways, that's the main thing that I focused on. I don't even know if I had a full concept of self-love. It was more about, I just want to feel differently about myself. I, did, I wasn't even using those words self-love at that point, but that's what it was in hindsight. So it was um, starting to think about the way I talked to myself, and that would make a very big difference in my life if that changed. So that's where I started. And if you remember... What did you change first? How did you start talking to yourself differently? Did you start to use mantras or affirmations? Did it, it, what was it like when you first began to change that inner dialogue? How did you get it started? Very simple and very practical. And that was, I'm just going to try and notice and catch myself when I'm doing it. Like mm. I didn't have any other expectations. It wasn't like, and then you're going to say this lovely thing to yourself. Oh, I, that was like a bridge too far at that point. It was more <laughs> like, it was more like, I wonder how much I'm doing it. It's so automatic. It was so automatic that I would be halfway through a rant in my head before I realized like how terribly I was speaking to myself. Um, and because we know ourselves you know, like we could, I was vicious with myself, like everything that hurt, that's where I poked. Mm -hmm. So it, it really was um, just this idea of noticing, which the noticing would interrupt it in the moment. Yeah. And so I could then diffuse that one, take a little breath and then go, okay, okay, stop, stop right now. And, you know, eventually it became something like, is that true? Like I started to get a little curious about it. You're saying that you can't do this, that you're not worthy, that no one will ever want this or that. And I would start to say, is that true? That's actually, there are people that love me and that want me. And so, so oh, maybe that's false thinking. Maybe that's a false belief. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not true. But the noticing and the and the disrupting and the interrupting was like a huge leap for me, really, really huge. And what I noticed was that I was doing it mo- many, many, many times a day. And if I caught myself three, four, that's probably what I was doing in the very beginning. I would catch it three or four times. I wouldn't catch it. I would be all the way through it and go, oh, there, I just did it again. But but those first few humble, beautiful, like, you're doing it, stop, you know, that that was a big, giant step for me. I had no idea at the time how much that alone would impact my life because I went from noticing it and catching it and disrupting it over time to doing it less. And then, and then at some point, it started to be talking back to myself, which was, is that true? Um, well, you've, you have done things just like this, and they've been fine. So it's, it's, it doesn't mean that you could never do this, because you've actually done this kind of thing before many times, and done them fine, and, and had good results. So, um, so it was almost like this conversation back and forth with myself, kind of mm-hmm. that investigating part, mm-hmm. and starting to say like, wait, I don't think that's true. And so it was really, it was really sort of this like out of body experience in some ways, but it was also very much like, okay, all right, just stop with that talk. Let's move on with your day. So it kind of, it was very gradual and, but it progressed very naturally. And Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have like a roadmap or anything, but the next thing would just kind of come to me. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about asking for help here. It's one of our constant underlying threads. And we both have recognized the benefits of getting help and getting support, especially when we're trying to change something as deep and ingrained as that self-talk habit. What kind of help or support did you have? And did you ask for it? So I, it felt like I was kind of going on, I will now describe it as an expedition, Mm -hmm. Um, but it it felt like I was going on some kind of adventure, some kind of a quest. It really felt like it was something that I was on and did not want to get off. Um, And, and so, um, oh gosh, can you ask me that question again? I'm like, all of a sudden I'm blanking. I can uh, I would like to know what kind of help and support you and had support. available and was it something yeah. you asked for? Yeah, thank you. Okay. So I think I asked for it of myself. I think there was like a crying out to the universe. I'm so sad and lonely and tired of, of feeling this way. I think that was the call out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the support was actually, I didn't meet with one person. I didn't like go to a seminar or a workshop or anything. I didn't even know to do that at that point. So there was no other person at that point. It was me. Um, But I started to notice things that were already kind of in my world, like a book I had been meaning to read and then reading it and realizing Anything that had to do with self-compassion, uh, self-love in any way, 
it's like it was neon and all of a sudden I saw it, even though maybe I'd even read it before. Uh, a quote would come up. Um, I would watch, you know, like somehow a random YouTube video would show up and I would be like, oh, gosh, that's what I needed to see today. And there felt like there was a deeper meaning to it than, than it had in the past because it really felt like it was speaking directly to me. Um, and so it was just kind of uh, at some point I realized I, there was this revelation, I am on this quest and I'm figuring it out. And then at some point I started to realize that this was really important. And one day I had a thought, you're going to help other people do this too. Remember this part, it's very important. And as a very practical person, I typically have not had conversations with myself and kind of done this kind of work. I've, I mostly avoided it, uh, but I just had this knowing, gosh, this part's important. Remember this, you're going to help other people with this. It was as clear, that moment is still very clear in my mind of mm -hmm. this is bigger than you, Pam. <laughs> and, and, but, but the difference it has made in my life, you know, has just been monumental. I mean, it's, I've, I kind of mark like my life up to a certain point, my life after a certain point, just because of how I started to see myself and how I started to talk to myself. And um, I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but one of the things that happened when I was doing this, I'm going to call it my work, my self-love work, my self-compassion work, was that I just was practicing how I was speaking to myself. I did the noticing part and then eventually it became, I am not going to say anything bad about myself to myself or to others. Like I mm -hmm. kind of made a rule <laughs> on my quest, like, okay, here's a rule. And I didn't do that perfectly either, but I was practicing now speaking more kindly to myself and my my bar for that was how I would speak to anybody I met on the street I would be very kind to them and I would assume that they they meant no harm and I would have a conversation you know if if that happened I would you know that's the way I want I showed up in the world but what I didn't know how to do was show up for myself that way and that's mm -hmm. really what I was starting to do was show up for myself that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it, so at some point, once I did the noticing and the interrupting, and then I started to speak more kindly to myself and it really didn't look like anything like, I love you, Pam, you're gorgeous. You can do anything. It didn't look like that. It started with something like, you're, you're not so bad. Like that was, that was a huge leap again. Like you're not so bad. Um, there are things you can do. Um, people genuinely love you. Like it was very, you know, down to earth in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and around, I just kind of know because of when this happened around nine months or so after I started that very moment that I started, uh, I was with friends, real good friends. And I started to tell a story where I was kind of the butt of the joke and it was making fun of myself. And my friend said, wait, wait, wait. You don't you don't talk to yourself that way anymore. What's up? Wow, I know. And I was like, the other people are noticing that I have changed how I talk to myself. And I and that's when I started to say to that friend who was 
one and is still one of my dearest friends. Uh, well, I've been kind of working on that. Thank you for that because I, I haven't told anybody, but I'm kind of working on that. And she said, we can tell and we're so happy for you. And, you know, it was kind of that like confirmation of, wow, you know, this is actually making a difference in my life and other people are noticing too. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even need them to, but it was a real, like from that particular person, it was just so loving that they would say that. And um, because that had sort of been just part of my personality. I'm the funny one. I'm going right. to tell stories about myself and we're all going to laugh. <laughs> we're all going to laugh at me. At me. Yeah, mm -hmm. I will be that because I want you to know that I don't think I'm anything special. So I'm right. going to just tell lots of stories about that and we're going to laugh about it. So, right. the, you know, there's no secret here that I'm a piece of crap. <laughs> like, uh, right. I'm just going to tell those, these stories so that I can, but in a funny way. Yeah. Right. So that I can prove it. And yep. so that it's okay if you laugh at me too. Yeah, that's mm. right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So when you first had this idea, you thought that it would look like or feel like peace mm. and freedom. No. What do you think now? <laughs> okay. When I first had this idea, I know I said that I saw that in others, mm -hmm. but I definitely didn't have the language for it. Yeah. So it, I, I think I'm sort of retroactive. Now it looks like peace and freedom, inner peace, inner freedom. Yeah. Um, but, and that, and I don't need to even say the inner because when I say it, I know what I mean, but I have a freedom within me now that is like, I, it's just, you know, I want to use that word impenetrable. Like it's, it would be really hard for someone to hurt my feelings mm -hmm. because, because I would take it more as information. And yeah. there are things that people could say that would stink for sure, but I wouldn't accept it as 100% true if I didn't think it was 100% true. Right. Because, right. Because it's usually about the other person when they're saying something. And so I, and I didn't really don't have anyone in my life, by the way, anymore that does that kind of thing that would purposely try to hurt me. And mm -hmm. if someone says something and, and my dad has done this, a couple of my really good friends have done this and said, so I just want to say something to you. You decide, you know, how you receive it type thing. Uh, my dad didn't use that exact language, but he was like, there's something I think, you know, that you're doing and I want you to know about it. And I'm just going to tell you, and I was like, thank you. you like, like mm -hmm. that's, that's actually like, to me feels, that's, that's feels very loving, you know? And it was like, he told me something. I was like, you're right. I am doing that. Okay. That is good information. Um, but if somebody said something to me in a way that was really like a slight or kind of a put down and, uh, and I didn't feel it to be true and I could check myself out and like, well, no, you don't, you don't do that. That's not true. Um, is a little bit of it true? Oh, maybe, maybe this could be perceived this way. Um, you know, it just wouldn't sting. And I come from a place, Virginia, where when I was a little girl, my, my dad would said, my dad said something like, or my mom too, maybe like, um, you're, you're so sensitive that you're like, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but it was kind of like, 
um, you know, if we even get near you, you feel like you get burned. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, like anything you take, you blow it way out of proportion as if we, you know, said something that was like way worse than it is. And, you know, maybe there were things they said that were pretty bad, but also <clears throat> I can tell you, I was just very sensitive to anything anyone said because I craved so much other people's opinion of me. I craved their validation of me that mm-hmm. if anybody said, oh, I wouldn't do it that way, I, I would just completely sink and and be like, oh, I'm so wrong. I'm so wrong. I'm so bad. I'm so right. awful. Right. And it was like, it was, you know, like anybody did anything, um, I would just kind of you're dead to me. I'm cutting you out of my life. Like I was just yep. like, I'm not going to, that is, you know, and I would just retreat. So to say now that I'm impenetrable is a pretty big deal. And there was, you know, a lot of years between that and now. Um, but the hope that I want to offer to people that really kept me going is that as I made one little stride, one little step of progress, my life felt better. So it wasn't that I had to wait to get to the, I have peace and freedom. The whole journey made my life better. Every step I started to feel like I'm, I'm now here. Like the real me is, is allowed to play and be. Yeah. And, uh, and then what happens if I live my life from that place? Right. This or better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You started to say you didn't have the language at first when you first started this. How did you get the language? Well, that's that's a great question because I think I think language is really helpful for a lot of people. For me, I love language. I love you know saying something in a way that just capsulizes everything so it's it's really one of my strengths and so that ended up being a tool that helped me and I had no idea that it would and so um, my first description of self-love for myself was I just don't want to hate myself that was like yeah so you know that is a very long way from peace and freedom (laughs) but I just don't want to hate myself that was a language that I had and that felt true to me at that time Mm -hmm. And as that was starting to become true, I don't think I hate myself anymore or not for sure. Not as much, you know, it was mm-hmm. kind of that there's transitions and then it would be, then I would have a thought. I wonder if this, I wonder if is, you know, if I could like myself, could I even like myself? Like, I don't, <sighs> I don't know if that's possible. So these words were just really helpful for me to help me define where I was at, I, I could not even think at that moment where I wanted to go. Now that's how I think. But back then it was very much moment to moment. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I could like myself. Oh boy, that feels too big. Let me, you know, mm-hmm. even just that there was a chill of like, ah, that seems really hard. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. So it was that evolution. Yeah. Wow. I have one more question. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who is 
just starting to recognize I don't want to feel like this anymore. Wow. I would say, you know, give yourself a big kind of hug because you have begun. And there is support out there for you and you will also do it in your own way. After my evolution, which by the way, continues in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like you get there. Right. But I, <laughs> I, I, there is a there in terms of this peace and freedom, but my own evolution is that it just keeps getting deeper and wider. Yeah. Um, and what I have discerned from all of this is that we are each our own best self-love teacher. So we can help ourselves the most. And then any support you need to do that is a wonderful bonus. So at some point when I started to share with my friends, all of a sudden I had this layer of support that I didn't have before. Uh, You know, I started, then I would, you know, maybe I went to like a group, a group thing, like a group coaching thing or a group uh, workshop that had to do with, you know, kindness and liberation and self-love and, and, and so I started to add in things that would support me, but that would have, that was just not even an option when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, but support and connection has made the biggest difference in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started with my own support of myself, I would say. Yep. Yep. Oh, Pam, thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. And, um, you know, I think in some ways self-love can be a very practical thing. Um, and then it will change your life. Clearly it will. You are living proof of that. I am. And sometimes I'm the most surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair and well said. <laughs> yeah. But it's great to be with you today, Virginia. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. It's always great to be here with you. And I'm already looking forward to our next time. All right. See you soon. Bye. You sure will. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your comments, your questions, your ideas, and to reach Pam directly, please email coachpamdavis at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more about Virginia's work, please visit her website, www dot v-l-b-a-s-s-i dot com. We look forward to joining you again next week. And remember, change is an inside job.